This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. You have found The Drop Podcast, and I am your host, Lance Descott. It is getting to be exciting. Uh, Before last night's game, the Blues had eight games left. Teams are battling for playoff positioning. Teams are battling just to get into the playoffs. I love it when it's competitive like this. It's great for all the fans. It's, I'm sure, fun for the teams, but probably nerve-wracking when you're this close. There's close, close races when it comes to the wild card in uh, the Eastern Conference. And then we've got the race between the Flames, uh, the Blues, and the and the Predators, and see who's going to finish. Uh, the Blues either going to finish third in the Central Division, or are they going to finish seventh and eighth in the Wild Card? Are the Flames going to finish third in the Pacific, or are they going to finish seventh and eighth? I'm sorry, Kings fans. Unless one of these teams, the Flames or the Blues, really falls apart, you're not going to make the playoffs this year. Look forward to next year. Uh, We're going to be going over a game recap, of course, like we normally do. This would be the Blues against the Coyotes. The Blues really need to take care of business, or as Elvis would say, TCB, or he used to say, sorry about that. Um, So the Blues are taking care of business. They're playing the teams. It's on their schedule. I know a lot of people are saying, well, these teams aren't very good. Uh, No, they're not great teams, but any team can beat you in the NHL. We've seen the Blues have problems with the Avalanche and the Coyotes for a period or two in these recent games. Uh, Was that going to continue in this game? Well, the first period started out, and I would honestly say that neither team looked very good. I don't think the Blues looked very good. And if you ask them, I would probably think they would tell you they did not play very good in the first period. And I don't think the Coyotes played very well in the first period. However, there was one bright spot in the first period. That would be Jake Allen, who would be tested a couple times uh, in the first period, even though there were very few shots. And he came up big with several saves to keep it zero to zero. On the glass off Berglund and out of the zone. And grabbed here by Lawson Krauss, shorthanded. And a great oh. save by Jake Allen on a tip-in from right in front. Oh and a shot by a Reader, and what a save by Jake Allen on Tobias Reader. He has made two great saves, the one shorthanded, and this one here with Reader right in the doorstep. Hasn't Jake Allen been great lately? I can't say enough about him. Every now and again, he lets in that soft goal, but it's been few and far between lately. He is uh, what the doctor ordered for the Blues when it comes to a goaltender. He didn't have a great beginning of the season, had a few good games, but for the most part was uh, not real good. His save percentage was off along with Carter Hutton's. But man, in the last month and a half or so, he, as I've said in other podcasts, he's been one of the best goalies in the league. We would go out of the first period, zero to zero, knotted up. Both teams, I'm sure, talked about how they played in the first period, which wasn't real good. Um, You know, goalies weren't tested a lot, but uh, Mike Smith came up with one good save, and Jake Allen made those two excellent saves, and uh, they were the story of the first period, even though there weren't a lot of shots. Going into the second, 
The teams wanted to come out fast, and I don't think either of them really did. It was a little better when it comes to the flow uh, than it was in the first period, but uh, you know, it took a while to get in, into the game, I think, for both teams for some strange reason. I understand the Coyotes have nothing to play for, but the Blues have a lot to play for, and eventually you could see some of that urgency uh, just about uh, a little under eight minutes into the game who else but the man who's been hot lately and finally got a goal the other night, Jaden Schwartz. And now Vladimir Tarasenko to a centerman Steen. In front of shot, they score! Schwartz! What a play and a bang-bang play results in a Schwartz goal. Last four games, Schwartz now has three goals and six in his last nine against the Arizona Coyotes. This is just hard work. This is one of those games you're grinding it out along the boards. What a play by Alexander Steen behind the net. Watch number 20 work it. Release, get behind the net here, take a hit. There he is behind the net. Little hit, great pass. I mean, just picture that kind of play. The former first rounder of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's old school there. Great, great pass by, as uh, Panger said, the former number one. Uh, draft pick by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if you didn't know who that was, that was Alexander Steen, who the Blues got from Toronto in that Lee Stebniak trade years ago. That would uh, be Schwartz's 17th goal. And uh, as Panger said, six in his last nine games. Uh, Steen, awesome, awesome pass. Steener's not scoring like he really needs to be and will need him to be in the playoffs. But man, he's been really killing it when it comes to moving that puck and getting some great passes for other guys. That was Steen's 32nd assist. Tarasenko got involved in the play, his 32nd assist, 7 minutes and 53 seconds in. The Blues starting to show that they're a little better team than the Coyotes. The Coyotes have some young talent, and they're going to be good one day. They've got, I believe, 11 out of their, 11 or 12 out of their uh, lineup, out of their full lineup. These guys have one to two years experience, so they're a young team. And if the talent continues to grow, they're going to be good in probably about two years, and they may surprise some people uh, next year coming up. Don't be shocked if they do. Some other fashion, like nobody thought the Leafs were going to be in the playoffs or on the playoff hunt. I think I was one of the few people that thought they would be, but, um, you know, the Arizona's going to be good. Keller, the St. Louisan, who was the number one pick last year, signed his contract actually in St. Louis yesterday, played his first game for the Coyotes, and I thought he looked pretty good for a kid coming in for his first game. Got a lot to learn, but he'll be good. The Blues, you could tell, built momentum from this point on. And just about uh, three and a half minutes later, our big defenseman, Petrangelo, gets uh, a goal himself and is like, hey, we can do this too back on defense. And he definitely did. And he gave the Blues a two to nothing lead. Now the Blues back the other way. Neil Yakupov with some room. And a pass to Petrangelo. He scores off the goal post. Alex Petrangelo gets a little bit of a break as this one glances off the skate of the defenseman, but Yakupov makes the move and it goes first off the skate right to Petrangelo. So nice to get a two to nothing lead against a team like the Coyotes because they've got nothing to lose here. Uh, you know, they started playing a little bit better in the second period, even though they gave up those two goals. I thought Mike Smith was still pretty good. Uh, they just couldn't seem to get the puck out of the end sometimes, and the Blues put pressure on. And uh, some great passing and some great skill work there by uh, Nail Yakupov uh, to get the Blues up two to nothing. That would be Petrangelo's 12th goal, Yakupov's sixth assist, Steen's 33rd assist, and his second of the night so far. That was 12 minutes and 28 seconds into the second period. The Blues 
uh, you know, I thought they were looking pretty good after this. They they continue to improve and continue to build on that momentum of going up two to nothing. It was big for them to do that. But guys, you know, a team like the Coyotes, like I said earlier, have got nothing to lose and they're going to continue to put pressure. And they did. And Jake Allen, just about three minutes or so after this goal to give him a two to nothing lead, had to make a huge save to keep that lead. And he fans on the shot and Arizona has numbers the other way, led by Domi to Dvorak. Backhander. Oh, great save. Rebound. And Domi is robbed by Jake Allen. Two marvelous saves. Jake wasn't tested a lot last night, but uh, I'd say four to five times he was. Man, he came up big, just like the number one goaltender that we all know that he is. I know some people still have questions about that, but this guy is the number one goaltender. Look at some of those saves he did make last night when he was tested. You know, he probably got a little lonely in that first period with not a lot of shots, but the second period picked up and he got more into the game and uh, just showed us why he is a great goaltender. Uh, moving out of the second period, you're hoping the Blues will continue this momentum. Jake will continue to play strong and start a very, very good third period. But it wasn't meant to be, at least early in the third period. Uh, Phoenix put some pressure on Jake, and a couple defensive mistakes cost the Blues uh, a goal, and the Coyotes get closer at 2-1. to one. Coyotes will bring it out. D'Angelo now on right wing for Verbata. Verbata drops it. D'Angelo scores! Anthony D'Angelo with a goal at the 101 mark, and the Coyotes have cut the lead in half. Exactly what they needed, Tyson, as D'Angelo gets his fifth of the season. Well, as I mentioned, you need your defense to join into the rush, but how about this save by Mike Smith? Tarasenko, a couple beauty moves, but look at that save. Mike Smith, unbelievable. Back come the Coyotes the other way. The give and go to Verbata. D'Angelo gets it back, he follows it up, and he tees it up. And finally, the Coyotes find a way to beat Jake Allen. They did finally find a way to beat Jake, Jake Allen. A great save by Mike Smith on the other end. The Coyote come back in numbers, and they're able to get one past Jake Allen early in the third. And we've got ourselves a game now. That was D'Angelo's fifth goal of the year for about his 35th assist. Goligoski's 26th assist. Uh, he's such a nice defenseman for them. And that was one minute and one second into the third. Uh, you know, earlier in the year, the Blues had a, a big, huge problem giving up goals late in the period and early in the third in the period. But, um, you know, this was one of the first times in a long time they did. How would they respond to this? Well, guys, I think they responded very, very well. I think they stepped up their game after this. And although it took them a little bit to, to get onto the scoreboard, they finally did. But they put pressure on before this third goal for the Blues. Uh, just 10 minutes and six seconds in by, guess who? Second goal of the night for Jaden Schwartz. And Steen is in the clear. Down the wall to Tarasenko to Schwartz. Wide open. Wide open. Chips. He scores. Some fine mitts on Jaden Schwartz. He goes forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, and finally delivers it over the goaltender. It's a game of patience. Who's going to make the first move? After Steen gains the zone off a nice pass, Tarasenko with a backhander. Here we go. As he gets drilled from behind by Kraus. Schwartz gives the Blues a 3-1 to one comfortable lead at this point, and just so nice to see the Blues do this uh, to you know, give up that early goal in the third and continue to push and continue to show that they're a good team. 
That would be Jaden Schwartz's 18th goal. Tarasenko gets his second assist of the night, his 33rd of the year. Steen gets his third assist of the night, his 34th, and that was 10 minutes and six seconds in. From this point on, guys, I would say that Phoenix played okay, but the Blues really dominated uh, from that point on until the re- until the end of the game. But they weren't done scoring. Uh, who other than Vladimir Tarasenko would uh, put this game out of reach and make it four to one with uh, just a minute and forty nine seconds left in the game? Two on one break. Now three on one. Tarasenko to Steen in front of Schwartz, and then Tarasenko finishes the job, and the Blues take a four one lead. Well, a rush up the ice, and Tarasenko is looking for Schwartz all the way. Looking for Schwartz, which would be at the hat trick. And it, with all that effort, it ends up coming right back to Tarasenko. That goal would be Tarasenko's 35th of the year. Schwartz would get an assist, his 32nd, and Steen would get his fourth assist of the night to give him 35 assists. What a great game for Alexander Steen. For Schwartz, a Tarasenko. Had a couple assists and a goal. Just an overall great game for the Blues. Uh, Jake Allen was great in goal, uh, you know, as usual, as, as he has been for the last month and a half, two months. Uh, let's go ahead and go over the stats on this Blues 4-1 to win over the Coyotes. The Coyotes fall to 27-40-9. The Blues improve to 41-28-6. Shots on goal, 22 for the Coyotes, 28 for the Blues. Both teams had two power play opportunities, but neither one of them could uh, convert on any of those. Uh, the faceoffs were 53% for the Blues, 47 for the Coyotes. D'Angelo got a goal, his fifth. Uh, Verbeta gets an assist. Goligoski gets an assist. And Smith makes 24 saves. Schwartzy gets two goals, his 17th and 18th, and also adds an assist. Petrangelo gets his 12th goal. Tarasenko gets his 35th goal and adds two assists. Alexander Steen has four assists on the night, and Jake Allen stops 21 of 22 shots. Awesome, awesome game for the Blues. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game press conference uh, where we're going to hear from, of course, Jaden Schwartz with two goals. Steen's going to talk about his four assists. And we'll finish it up with, of course, Jake Allen and, and uh, Coach Mike. Team just had, had a slow start in general, and then we picked it up as the game went on and started getting on the grind and wearing them out. And you know, Orlando was fortunate to jump on the ice at, at the right times and make the right plays. But our whole team stepped up and played the right way the last 40 minutes. What was what was really going for you guys as a line more than anything? That you uh, I think we just learned from the first period. First period was was no good. Our puck score was bad. We were on the outside and. We just try to uh, execute our plays a little bit better and um, try to get in the inside, get some shots. And when we get net, tra- net traffic, that's when that's when you get second chances and third chances to make a little bit better plays. And um, I think we, uh, as a team and, and as a line, we just start executing, I think, through the neutral zone better. And that allowed us to get in the old zone. That second goal, it was rare to get that much time alone in front of the goalie to be able to do that much stick handling. Uh, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Um, great play by Steiner to, to take it wide. And I think there was two guys on Vladdy, and I wasn't sure he saw me, but I had a good feeling that he might have, and he made a just a great pass to give me that much time in front of the net. What pass he made to you on the first one? Uh, Steiner? Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a great pass. Uh, I seen him hesitate. I was on the outside, so I knew he wanted me to jump to the inside, and uh, the D was focused on him. I think he dragged a couple guys to him. That's that's what left me open, and yeah, he made a great pass. 
like this is uh, you guys won tonight, Nashville won tonight, Calgary's winning again. Uh, right? Nobody nobody wants to give an inch here today. Yeah, it's just just that time of the year. Uh, everyone knows how big these points are, and everybody wants to keep moving up. And uh, you know, there's teams on everyone's heels, so um, that's just the way it is this time of year. Everybody in your Thought after the first period, we uh, we started working a lot harder. It's uh, I think we've had our fair share of chances in recent in the last few games here, and, and you know, have hit posts and goalies made some big saves. But tonight we. Uh, Kind of turned in our favor a little bit and got some bounces. Jaden's due. I mean, he's been working so hard. Is he due for some pucks to start going in? Yeah, it's similar for him. It's what we've been talking with him about for a long time. It's, you know, even when he wasn't scoring, he was contributing in so many ways. And, you know, and you're getting that many chances and, and doing the right things and playing, you know, the team game that he does. And eventually it turns in your favor. And you see, like last game, he drives the net makes a good play, gets one off the skate, and it goes in and just starts snowballing like that. And he's he's been playing great for us all year. Was that first the first one just kind of anticipating him being in the spot there? Or did, did, did you catch him out of uh, Yeah, I knew once I made the the move behind the net that I had a little bit of space. Uh, Schwartz, he made a great read. I think we both saw that area right away, and he jumped. So it was pretty easy. He's easy to play with. He's very he's a hardworking guy, which makes it easy to read off him. And, um you know, he's more more times than not, he's just in the right right spot. You know, you know, just like that goal, you see the same area, and he kind of jumps towards it. So he's a uh, he's a good player, man. Alex, you've said it all season long that Jake's one of the best goalies in the league. But yeah. when you see him playing the way that he's been, does that just build more confidence? For you I've been saying it for years. I think you could see it right away when he came up and training camps and stuff. That the technique and and. In my opinion, he's one of the more – he's got uh, – how do you put this? One of the better hockey senses in the in the group. He's able to read the play. It's almost like in the beginning of the year he was he was reading it too well. He was almost a step ahead and little bounces would beat him. And he's, you know, he's a solid goaltender. I think he's one of the top three in the league. Are you really trying to set Jaden up there for the hat trick there? On the- yeah, I was waiting for a long time. I feel like Larson knew – I was going to him too. He just kind of leaped over to him. So then, you know, I tried going back to tank as quick as I could and see if he could hit him. But, you know, it was, we tried. <laughs> we were just a little too relaxed, I think. We were uh, first period at, on both teams. You know, we both, each team had a couple of good chances. But other than that, it was a pretty slow period, I guess you can say that. It was just, I think both teams were uh, a little sluggish to start and, you know, it wasn't good. It was it was it was zero zero, which is fine, but uh, definitely wasn't a great start. Is it fun for you as a goalie when you're watching Alex and uh, Tarasenko and Schwartz do the things that they're doing? Yeah, Steiner and Schwartz here doing everything uh, really well, you know. And uh, it was good for Vladi to find the net there. Uh, he's had a lot of chances late, and he's just been a bit snake bitten. Uh, floodgates will probably start open now. So um, our top line played like our top line tonight, and you know, did the job. Did you need them tonight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. We needed to lead the way, with, especially without Stas. You know, that's a big hole to fill. And for them to be able to go out there and play the way they did, worked hard below the goal line, you know, kept team, handling them in the O-zone, and uh, that's how they got their goals. Hey, do, you, do you feed any off of, like, the crowd response to big saves like that, or do you have to just block all that out? I don't know how much you've kind of noticed. Uh, yeah, you hear them, but uh, you're pretty zoned in, you know. you. It's it's tough to explain unless you're in the position that I'm in. Um, 
you know, you, you love the energy and hearing the energy. You more or less hear at the start of the periods, but once you get in, once the clock starts, it's eh, it's all business. It's it's just something that grows on you after playing goal for 15 or 16 years. Yeah, that was good. Uh, uh, you know, I just uh, desperation had to get over there and do something. Jake, what's the biggest challenge playing the same team in consecutive games? They're quick. They're a really good offensive team, and they got a lot of young players with a really bright future. And it, they showed it tonight. They create a lot of odd man rushes, a lot of two on ones, a lot of three on twos, and and they're good at it. And that's their game. They they like to play uh, their north south game and. Um, we don't really want to get into that game, and hopefully, we can control it uh, once we play them Wednesday in in AZ, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, another big test and finish them off. We weren't good in the first, that's for sure. And so, what you hope, uh, you know, you go in and you obviously challenge the group to be better from that point. And so, what you hope is uh, is that the response starts from your leaders, and we got that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, especially, and, and I just think law of average, if he could continue to get chances the way that he was going to get, that, that he was getting them, that it would be, you know, inevitable that, that pucks would continue to go in. So he's he's been more than due, and he's been getting the chances, and uh, good to see him get rewarded now. Uh, yeah, as far as Arizona? Or, or the top or the top line? Well, I think... Uh, what we saw when they're when they're on top of their game, they're attacking, and uh, and that's off the rush. I think we saw that, but in the offensive zone, uh, they're attacking the middle of the ice. I, th- I thought uh, much better than they were in the first period. I thought they were very perimeter, um, but uh, but once they started to attack the middle, um, they they became more of a threat, uh, got more possession time, and uh, and you know, like like I said, that that's obviously the offense is 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 certainly part of it that we needed from them. Uh, but we needed the compete level of our entire group to come up, and I thought that they demonstrated that for us. Oh, Jake was huge tonight. Yeah, you think about uh, um, well, first off, the first period for us to come out zero zero that was that was on him, uh, and then the second period, uh, you know, obviously we grab a lead there at the end of the period. We gave up a couple massive uh, chances that uh, that not only did we um, not only you know do, do we keep the lead, but I thought that, that the, the building came alive. I think I think the building recognized uh, what he was doing for us, and and uh, so we certainly got momentum from that as well. Yeah, you know that's it, we've all been part of those kind of games where you've got a couple great opportunities, you don't uh, you don't bury it, and then they come down and score. But uh, I like the way that we regrouped after that huge penalty kill. In the third period, um, you know, and uh, that was after, uh, you know, that point. But I, I thought that the guys did a real nice job. Uh, you know, once we reestablished that lead and once we got back up 3-1, I thought we did a real nice job. I thought, I thought, you know, that probably, um, probably of, of all the lines, that was probably the closest to a 60-minute game that they had tonight. Um, I think you know they they got more ice time because of it, uh, but uh, you know certainly we we felt that those guys right from the drop of the puck were ready to work. They were ready to compete, and uh, and certainly in the first period I thought they were more, our most effective line, and then they were able to carry it on for the rest of the game. Uh, you know what? They're just going and playing. I think they recognize that that every game is an opportunity for them to prove that they're NHL players and. 
you know, it's a, it's a good challenge and, and, and they're, they're, they're thriving under it. So, uh, you know, we're giving them a lot, but they're, they're earning it. You know, we, we're not in the business of, of just handing things to people. And, uh, and like I said, the, those guys, they, they recognize the opportunity and they're taking advantage of it. Thank you. I just love uh, that another great pin tonight. Yeah. You mentioned Divis this morning as well. Why do you think he's been so much more noticeable? Well, he's, he's playing with a real purpose. That's, uh, I, I think his work ethic is very noticeable. I think every game right now he's getting involved physically where he's, 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 he's arriving on the body at certain times of the game. Um, you see, you know, tonight, for instance, you see um, times in the game where he ends up down low in our zone where he's the first guy back in our zone. And that, show, to me, is a sign of his commitment to, to, to bear down on the defensive side of the game as well. These are the things that we talked about with him. And uh, these are the things that we believe if he if he has those elements in his game, then the skill part will will surface. Mike, with regard to that third line, I know you're playing some third teams this year, but are they playing well enough that when your guys come back, they're going to have to wait their turn? Or how do you approach that? Well, it's, it's, I think we have a number of guys like that right now, to be honest with you, um, that have been doing a heck of a job. And I, I hope that that's what we have right now as a group is, is the recognition that, that we have guys out and guys are taking advantage of the opportunity and, uh, and that nobody gets complacent uh, because we have, have guys ready to come back in. But those guys coming back in, uh, there's no guarantees as well. You were basically in a lot of games. You played that much with the Lars Pike. Yeah. How does Mike Gill react? Is it nerve-wracking or is he uh, <laughs> it's a great question. I, I love it. I love this time of year. Every game is different. Um, you know, but for us, like if you're a competitor, you love to play meaningful games at this time of the year. And, uh, and regardless of the opponent, I mean, that's, that's a team that challenges you an awful lot with their speed and their skill and they have structure. They're well coached. Um, so every game is a new challenge, but, uh, you know, I, I just love the idea that, that we're playing in real meaningful games and we're trying to build our game towards uh, not only getting into the playoffs but being real strong once we get there. The Blues start this game not on a very good note. I don't think they played very well in the first period. Got better as the game went on, a little better second period. We're more in control of the game. But still, I don't think they played their best, but they were able to get two goals in that second period. Third period, overall, I think they played more solid minutes than the other two periods. Uh, you know, moving forward here, this is a big win for the Blues. It keeps them still in that eighth place, but it still also gives them the opportunity to either get the seventh place uh, wild card or to get the third place in the uh, uh, Central Division. Uh, moving forward here, the Blues' next game, of course, is going to be against the same Coyotes on uh, Wednesday in uh, Arizona, of course, and that'll be at 9.30 p.m. Central. The puck will drop then. It'll be on uh, Fox Sports Midwest and KMOX. Then Friday, they uh, play Colorado again, uh, another familiar team that they have to beat in, uh, you know, to make their position in the playoffs solid. That game will be 8 p.m. Central on Friday. Then, of course, the huge game, huge, huge game that is going to be uh, Nashville and the Blues on Sunday at 3 p.m. Central, uh, April 2nd. That game will be huge. It may even decide who's going to get the third position and who's in the central division and who's going to get one of the wild card positions should be fun to see uh, Scott trade's going to be packed and it's going to be awesome to watch that game live or to see it on television or even listen to it on the radio. Let's go ahead and get into the standings as they are right now. And that would be at about 2 PM central on uh, the 28th Tuesday. Uh, Chicago of course is in first place in the central 
103 points. Minnesota, who has not been playing well, clinched a playoff spot the other night, 95 points. Nashville has 89. Uh, the Blues on wild card have 88. Calgary has 90. I would say that, you know, there's also a possibility that uh, San Jose or Edmonton gets that wild card spot because in the Pacific, we've got Anaheim at 93 points, San Jose with 91, and Edmonton with 91. So the Flames are only a point behind both San Jose and Edmonton. Uh, right now, the rest of the teams, the Kings have 77 points. Uh, the Winnipeg has 75, Dallas has 73 it's going to be almost impossible for the Kings to make it. I would say they're out of it. And the, we've pretty much got the teams that are going to be in it. I could be wrong. Something could happen. Uh, the Flames or the Blues or one of these other teams could lose seven games in a row and another team could win seven games. But uh, that's still that's still going to be, in my mind, impossible. Going into the Eastern Conference Metropolitan Division, uh, the Capitals have 106 points. Columbus has 103. Pittsburgh has 103. Montreal has 93 in the Atlantic. Uh, Ottawa has 90. Toronto has 85 in the wild card. The Rangers, I'd say, would definitely going to get that uh, um, seventh spot with 96 points right now. Boston is creaking at the number eighth wild card position, 84 points. This is going to be the interesting race. We have Tampa with 33 points. We have the Islanders with, the, with sorry, not 33 points. We have the Tampa with 83 points. We have the Islanders with 82. Carolina is still in it at 80. Uh, they have just been playing awesome, awesome as of late. In their last 10, they're 6-0-4. I mean, they've gotten some ties, just a couple you know, points here, this way, that way. They win two of those games. They're they're really in it. They're in their eighth uh, wild card spot. This is going to be a fun, fun, fun thing to watch. And if we know if we know the Blues are going to have a part in this, they have a couple games against the Eastern Conference when they play Carolina and Florida later on before the season's over. It's going to be fun. Let's go ahead and go over that Blues schedule, why don't we? Uh, as I said, Wednesday they play Arizona. Friday, Colorado. Both of those games are on the road. Then they come back home. Sunday for that big game against Nashville. Then they play Winnipeg on Tuesday the 4th. Then they go on the road for two games on the 6th against Florida, on the 8th against Carolina, as I mentioned earlier. And then they'll finish up the season on April 9th. It's going to be fun, guys, the next week, week and a half. You know, the Blues are having fan appreciation week, uh, Sunday, April 2nd, Tuesday, April 4th, and, of course, the last game of the year, Sunday, April 9th. Uh, they're going to be doing a lot of things, ticket giveaways, season ticket giveaways, uh, gift certificates, jerseys, so on and so forth. So please get down to the arena if you can and see one of these games in the last week of the season. Uh, you know, the only thing that concerns me going into the playoffs, and I know the Blues have been playing pretty good lately, and they've been beating teams that they should be beating, but my, I'm really concerned with some of their lackluster periods against some of these uh, teams like the Coyotes and the Avalanche. You know, they've beat these teams, but they'll have a period or two where they're bad or they'll have a period and a half where they're bad. And if this was any other team, they may not have won these games. Uh, these teams in the playoffs, you cannot have a bad half period. You cannot have a bad period. And you sure as heck cannot have two bad periods unless your goaltender just stands on his head and the other team ain't playing well too. That's the only thing I think the Blues need to improve on. Let's see a full 60 minutes of effort at their best. They're going to need that in the playoffs. If they don't get it, it's going to be rough. If they get it, this team you know, could go anywhere. 
You know, they could make it to the third round. They could make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. But if they don't shore things up and they continue to have these bad periods, they may be out early. Let's hope that don't happen. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. It's been great to have everybody here. Uh, don't forget to download the show. You know, follow us on Twitter. It'd be great to get some messages from you fans. Uh, my name has been Lance Descott. Until the next game recap, which of course will be the Coyotes game, I'll recap that game Thursday. Uh, until next time, enjoy the rest of your week. Get ready for the weekend in that big game against Nashville. And of course, Let's go blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.